friends at Tivoli Brewing Company and the Department of Communication, Arts, and Sciences at MSU Denver, this is Unfiltered. And here are your hosts, Jay Schrader and Dr. Samuel Jay. Jay, where are we today? Where are we? We're at Chain Reaction Brewing Company. Did you have to look at the sign? Have you done so many? Uh, man, you know, I almost drove to the wrong uh, location. <laughs> I'm not much research as I I know, yeah, I know you don't know the answer to this, so I'm going to ask. I might. Hang on. What's what, the address? Wait, 902 South LaPan. Is that? Is it LaPan? LaPan. 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 Mississippi and LaPan. Uh, we are here today. Good sir, would you please introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Zach Christofferson. And you are who? I am one of the owners of Chain Reaction Brewing. So Chain Reaction Brewing, that's where we are. This place is, are we in a beer desert? Because it's 3 o'clock on a, on a what, Thursday afternoon. It's 4 o'clock, yeah, 4 4.15. It's but fairly busy. But when I busy. pulled up, when I was here at 2.30, there, the, there were like 17 people. Oh, look at you. So, I'm trying to think. We're probably in, I would call it a beer desert, especially a craft beer vicinity. What's um, the closest around here? What do you have? Um, let's see. So I think the distance closest would be um, Black Project. Yeah, off okay. Broadway. That All makes right. sense. Yeah. Okay. And then an alternation is... The closest time to get to would be going to uh, Burns Family, who's in the old Wits End building. Oh, really? Really? You would just go straight up. Over on... Well, Pam will turn into Platte River up here. Oh. Yeah. Follow Platte over to Tihon, and then take Tihon up to Second. That's at Second and Bryant. It's tucked over there behind uh, Sleeping Giant. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so you guys... Who's got the Acid Temple right over there? Who do, I'm sorry. Oh. They got another spot? I didn't know that. I think more of their production. Oh. Like they do a lot of their sours and stuff over there, I think. Okay, okay. And then I think there's a cider place over there as well. Yeah, I think but you're as right. As far as like real close, not much. There's not much once you cross Broadway. No, no. So to the west side. We're the bad side. Yeah, I was going to say you're on the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. I had a house on the wrong side. Of, still do. Uh, so, so who are you catering to in here, Zach? Uh, so we're in the... Athmar Park neighborhood. Okay. But then just to our south, other side of Mississippi is also Ruby Hill. Ruby Hill's okay. got to be big so time. You're looking at two pretty good sized neighborhoods. Yeah. But they're they're kind of up and coming, changing areas that are getting more beer drinkers interested. Yeah, Ruby Hill's blown up in terms of gentrification and younger. Yeah, got that uh, Levitt Pavilion now. Where the hell's that? It'll hold the same amount of people as Red Rocks. Okay. Yeah. But they do half of their shows are free. Yeah, I saw UB40 there. Yeah. Oh. It was a mess the next day. Daniel Ratliff. He's ah. played down there a couple of times. Uh, so that'll be really nice because they got the road and the bike path back open. Oh, is Mississippi over there? It's that's yeah. not. Uh, Lapan. That's open, Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Because that's a detour for me. So. Got to be able to get in. You're not new to the area. You've been here for five years this now, right? five, yeah, five and a half years. When you selected this location and you and, and Chad were talking, did you expect the kind of growth that you and Jay were just talking about? You know, I think it was what we hoped for. Yeah. Um, but you never know. 
we're both from the south side, kind of by Littleton. Yeah. And we had looked for about a year and a half, two years. Okay. For a location on oh. that side of town. But okay. Just never could find anything. Okay. And the rents were kind of getting higher. It, it just wasn't going to work out. So, um, my fun story about this place my family built homes this building. Oh, really? Did they build it scratch for you guys? Yeah. Or, okay. For us. But when I was about 14, this is where I learned how to like, run a backhoe. Nice. Oh, holy <laughs> shit. You built this building. So, that's what my dad does. When he had a rent kind of come up and he said, hey, do you guys want to, no pressure, but would you be interested? Maybe come down, check it out. Okay. And we're, all right, sure. I mean, it's further than where we want to go, but then when we kind of pulled up and started looking at everything, you know, you're not close, close to the light rail, but you're within one, you're one mile, two different stations. Okay. And then you've got a built-in walk-up neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. On its way up. It was a lot rougher 10 years ago. <laughs> and then uh, the bike path is only a couple of blocks down. Now. That's what I was thinking about, too. Like, the bike path is so close. That's the dude. That's Evan, that's yeah. That's the dude. I think um, <laughs> your dad's shop's You, you want to do here. an interview? Yeah, yeah, my dad's shop used to be around here. Yeah, it's right here. around here. Well... Now nah, he was he's on eighth, but but I mean this I can see how this area would would be one or two good housing developments away from just exploding. Yeah, same yeah, way we've seen. Then you're gonna get into that whole gates being redeveloped over there thing. Oh yeah, uh, you're gonna see a lot of different stuff coming this way. Yeah, and everything else going on over at Alameda and and the light rail station too. I mean, we're, you're gonna see what twenty five thousand new home units, yeah. whether they're yeah, apartments so or whatever. You're here, and if you can be an OG, kind of when it gets going. Yeah, you guys nailed it on the OG side for sure. So, to be honest, is that what you're hoping for now? Like, I mean, are you, you two having these conversations where I it's think, like... Yeah, you always want to okay. get that, you know, there, there's two different ways to go in the industry. If you're going to be the neighborhood pub, or you can be canning and do all this and that. Yeah. And, and we'd like kind of a mix of that mm -hmm. but i love that old school like german model of every little neighborhood has its pub and when you're visiting oh you go get a beer and there's so much uh culture mm -hmm. and i think it's fun that we can help bring culture but also expose the culture of just a, it's a good working class neighborhood but they like to have some fun as well. Yeah, I raised I raised a whole family full of people for ten years, not just two miles from here. So I can appreciate what the what the hood is doing and and where it came from and where it's going to go because it's amazing. So you were talking where I want to bounce back to your history and your your connection to beer. But you and I were talking when I first got here, and you brought up culture just now. You are considered one of the better comedy venues in all of Denver. So, Dick, tell us that story. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, they're, I thought they're, we were yeah. talking about somebody else all no, of a sudden. No, yeah, yeah. This is like... December of the year we opened. Okay. Uh, we had kind of been talking with a uh, buddy of ours that was doing comedy, and he brought up the idea of doing a, hosting a comedy show. And at that time, five years ago, it was still a pretty new idea. 
oh yeah, let's give it a shot. So we just kept doing it every second Friday. That first year we did it, it was Westward's Best New Comedy. Wow. So, and then last year we were Denver's Best Comedy. Best Comedy, period. Fucking crazy. According to Westward. So you just, I mean, you guys are just trying, you're throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks, right? Because you need to get bodies in here. and. It took effort. One thing we're pretty good at is doing events, okay. throwing parties, okay. and having fun. I mean, Okay. Isn't that what getting into this business is all about? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Comedy nights were they were learning of okay, how busy does it need to get before you gotta work the door? Uh-huh. Um Oh shit. What comics are gonna work good in this room? Yeah. And uh, Steve Vanderpluge has just <laughs> murdered it. so great. He runs a show now. He kinda started his brewery show here, but I think he's at five or six other breweries now. Okay. And does something called Rotating Tap. Huh. Which is just a brewery comedy yeah. thing. And you can catch one of them. So, Almost any night of the week, huh? Was stand-up comedy something that was part of your or Chad's life? Or, or it was just, it was just no, kind I mean, of serendipity? Like laugh, but okay. I never got into it. <laughs> okay. You guys weren't like, we're going to open a brewery Man. with a stage for comics. Oh, yeah, so that was kind of cool. Like our trivia nights get pretty fun. Okay. And that's really fun because we don't do the big money ones that you gotta pay a ton. Anybody that drinks, any any of the geeks that yeah. drink type yeah, pay to play. Yeah. I was trying ours not to use is a the name. Local of ours that works for beer schools and stuff. Oh. And he uh, really puts a lot of effort in. So the best thing about our trivia, we call it brain reaction trivia. I saw that on one of the glasses, yeah. I had my old glass, yeah. He makes it the most unique trivia. That's awesome. Because it's it's him researching every week, trying to come up with new questions and different stuff. We'll have to come in for a night of that, for sure. What night is it? I'm getting a sip of my beer. Oh Yeah, Yeah, do it. No, get 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 a sip. I like that. I mean, I, I'm trying to think. What are the closest bars around here? You can actually Rome. Rome. So that's yeah. it. Right. So when it comes to you um, know, yeah, competition, I mean, you're right around the corner from South Broadway, and for better or for worse, you've got whatever's going on on South Broadway. So you've got the Brutal Poodle, and you've got oh, you've, okay. you know you're pretty pretty damn close to Declaration, frankly, right? Yeah, but Declaration's pretty close. We're real good friends with guys over at uh, Bear Creek. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we love Jay Johnson and Debo and the boys. Oh, yeah, those oh. guys are good awesome. shit, man. Yeah. Claws is right over there. Okay. okay. But to be truthful, right, like moving west, there's almost nothing yeah, but no, until no, you get a lot. I mean, well, to Lakewood, right? I think there's Athmar Lounge is up here. Oh, yeah. Okay. But, you know, not a lot of, like, bars. Hands down, best pho place, Pho 95, right off Broadway, in, yeah, or uh, Federal of Mississippi. Tony Pho is really good. Oh, I haven't been in there. Yeah, and then, uh, what is it, the Zingal Bakery? Yes. Oh. Yes. Best no. bought me in town. Really? Killer, a lot of good Mexican joints. Yeah, I can plenty, see how a brewery in this envi- this environment would thrive. Like I can I can totally understand yeah. that as as a welcomed addition if you handle those relationships well, why a brewery would work. And so like what are, are you, what are you two doing? What are what are you and the staff doing to kind of get out there and talk to folks? Is it, are you or they just come here? Like how does that work? Uh, we've been pretty close with the neighborhood ever since we got open, and it was just. 
kind of good neighbor okay. idea of things. And now every Wednesday we do a run club that the neighborhood organizes. Uh, okay. We'll do different toy drives and coat drives and stuff for that um, that they can help out with. Okay. And we do teacher happy hours. Oh. And a lot of the yeah, a lot of the teachers, especially from the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're just hoping they don't see any parents or any students. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, every once in a while, I'll help out. Some of the kids from the neighborhood come down and I'll buy a little something from their fundraiser. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so. All kinds of different things that make it a community idea. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and you come into some breweries where it doesn't feel like it's part of the neighborhood or part of the community. But pulling up and walking in, you could tell that the people here live, work, play in the in the hood. Um, the other thing that blows my mind again is just how damn busy it is for a Thursday afternoon. I know. Um, I'm trying to think of like, in terms of the uh, uh, community kind of taking it in, and I don't know if we've been to a brewery that has this same feel. Maybe like Fiction, I guess, where yeah. it's, you know, Fiction it's, yeah, it's, it's set up for parents in that kind of yeah. neighborhood and all of this. But yeah, you can very much tell. Even, you know, when I walked in, I thought, Zach, I thought you were just drinking beer here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I really kind of thought you were just drinking beer. I had no idea. And, you know, people were talking to you. They're kind of, you know, shooting the shit at the uh, at the bar. And this place is just, I can totally understand it. So Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's literally embedded in the neighborhood. It's not on the edge. It's not, it's not... You gotta. You don't have to travel to it, so. So I guess compliments it. Knowing that your dad owned this place, he also didn't want to make it a grow house, right? Which is what we've heard a lot of the places. I mean, any big. That's a huge deal over here. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can smell it, right? (laughs) Especially like when they start clipping. Yeah. Somebody was clipping on Mississippi as I pulled up. Um, But yeah, that was the big thing. I'm all for everybody getting yeah, whatever they want or need business or whatever. But well, the, the, it's uh, every other building. Yeah, yeah. Kind of and you can't compete with it either. I mean, that's a weird. No, kind of, yeah. You know, so many of them are cash. Or yeah, whatever. for sure. All right, let's let's walk things back if you don't mind, real quick. No, that's. I'm, are you are you going to ask, ask what I'm going to ask? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. was your okay? So, what was that first non-macro beer? Oh. That made you decide to want to do this? Not macro beer, I'd probably say was. I mean, I drank a lot of Dales back in the day. Yeah. Also, a lot of Flying Dog. Uh huh. Flying Dog, yeah. we, we don't hear much about them. As a kid, uh, my dad would take me in there and we'd get lunch or okay. uh, he'd get a beer and we'd hang out. And it, that always had that nostalgia. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You know, he'd bring home a, a six pack and. We'd each try a new beer that weekend. That's awesome. Where was Flying Dog? I'm, I'm from Iowa. I'm not from here. I've only been here like 10 years. We were but. down. Were you around for the original when the River North was still on? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. They were right in there. Yeah. They were just north of uh, the stadium. Really? On, on Blake. Yeah. And now it's it's a long, low building. I can't remember what's in it now. I think an architecture firm. But uh, I I remember Flying Dog. Flying Dog was local. They were legit. Well, they started in the mountains. What, in Aspen, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
but they took up tons of space and they were very active in the community before they moved out of town. I remember I attended a nonprofit event that they donated kegs to and they donated so many kegs to the event that I went home with two of them afterwards and drank them in my apartment in college. It was amazing. Are they so in Fort yeah. Worth now? Is that right? No, they're in like Vermont or yeah, Maryland. Okay, yeah, okay. East Coast. Do your research. Do your research. So you're one of the rare kind of interviews then that you were kind of drinking good beer young then for the yeah, most part. Cheers always, to that. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Uh, cheers, 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 cheers. Not you. He wins. No, 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 no he does. I, I, yeah. you know, I like Oscar Blues. The, of course, the Flying Dog. I grew up in like Coors type household. Okay. Coors was available. Uh, that was fine. It got me into him. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I guess when the new brew scene kind of kicked in, so I started as a beer journalist. Okay. Actually, right when I got out of high school, I started a cigar, beer, and whiskey blog. At what age were you? Eighteen. Yeah, he was an ex. He was, he was, he was a, uh, a man of many talents, yeah, apparently, apparently, at a yeah. young age. Yeah. That was, the cigars kind of took me further earlier. Okay. As far as the website and the blog did. And then when I could go into the breweries yeah. and really get to know the owners, that's when I started doing a lot more writing and getting more into the industry. Okay. So that's, that's 10 years ago. Okay. You weren't very old. So I've seen Denver's beer scene kind of... You've drank your way through the... From not much to whatever. So basically from from the time you were legal to drink to now, you've always been having... You've always had a taste for... Oh, yeah. It was always craft for me. I mean, I'll still drink a PBR. Yeah. Old style, but craft is typically my thing. Do you still write at all? Uh, Not as much. Okay. I mean... I put my writing time to paying the taxes. So. Oh, you got to hire somebody to do that. Jeez. What's your time really worth? That's what I always tell people. Go ahead. No, I don't know what I mean. Nothing so, intelligent. Okay, so that's that's your that's your kind of entry into craft beer. But how do you begin to have that conversation with Chad and then go from we like craft beer to saying, all right, we want to open something? So Chad and I pulled my dad's old Hallbrew kid out. Um, He was up at CSU in college. I was doing some writing. He'd come down on the weekends, and then we'd, whatever, try all these new beers. He's like, oh, well, I'm trying to make a batch or whatever. So we dug this thing out, and that kind of, we just really liked doing it. So that kind of steamrolled into starting to build another, a bigger brew system for the garage and move out of the kitchen. But through all that, every weekend we'd brew. Okay. Then we'd start taking, when the beer started tasting better, we'd take it down to like Strange Craft or when breakfast still down here on Calumet. Yeah. And let some of those guys try it. Okay. They'd give us feedback, and then we'd go back, try it again with their feedback. And eventually, uh, Tim over at Strange goes, Hey, you guys seem like you're getting it. You want to join Harry, who's at Black Sky now, was at Breckenridge for a long time. You want to join us for our One Barrel Wednesdays? Oh. Okay, yeah, we can take off and come down on Wednesday. 
So we did that for a couple of years and just kept kind of pushing through, taking our beers in, and eventually Tim goes, oh yeah, well this is tasting good. How about we brew some of your recipes for One Barrel Wednesday? Oh shit. So we did a couple of those, you know, once a month. Uh-huh. And I think probably the second one, we did a black IPA, and then we did like a creme brulee style stout. Okay. <laughs> that sounds amazing. That's how those were selling. It was going over really well. People really liked the flavor. And hey, let's, let's sit down and have this talk. Maybe, maybe this is something that we can do. Okay. So that's kind of where it ended up, and we just kept going in there. And, We'd learn from those guys, go over to Brack, learn from them. So you had this community that was just, they were, you know, the, that helpful Colorado craft beer community. I remember stories of Brian when he was home brewing, going over to Strange with growlers of his beer, and he'd, yeah. same thing. Now, Brian never brewed any beer worth tasting. Um, but <laughs> Brian's but, his brother, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plenty of factoids about my, my uh, bastard brother. But, um... <laughs> Brian would Brian would brew pretty consistently off for two years and take stuff over to Strange and no I don't think he had maybe he was waiting for me to partner up with him but I didn't have the time or the energy for that so that just I, we we tend to have these these trees of brewers there's often you know Great Divide or New Belgium or Dry Dock but you now make I think three or four from Strangecraft yeah yeah oh yeah said yeah I would say he's probably like. Uh, father, grandfather, figure yeah. of, the, of the nano, the, yeah. the smaller. Oh, you can open on a one barrel. Yeah, for sure. And you don't have to go into canning right away. Yeah. You can run this tap room. We can make it look cool. So, yeah, he did that. I think this is going to be their nine years in May. And then when I was ranking, I made... Scott Witzel over at Tim. Uh-huh. Yeah. He did one of his first articles, and the community just kind of, kind of kept pushing. Okay. Renegade was a cool place to hang out, and they were all kind of that one, so strange, and then you had that Renegade Witzel caution class, and then I guess we'd probably be the class right after that. Okay. Um, It'd be amazing to classify everybody by years, right? Or, or, yeah. or maybe even take more information and say, where'd you get your start? Who coached you? Who'd you steal people or or, or uh, intellectual property from or whatever? <laughs> Just to... We were at the same time that Black Project opened. We were probably uh, Black Project, when they opened under their original name, uh, Former Future? Yeah. Nice. Okay. We were, we were right around then. And then I think, um, let's see. So Declaration would have come in ahead of you by a year or two, no? They were behind by two, I think. Okay, maybe I got my years wrong. Four later this year. Uh, they'll be five in February, you're right. Yeah, they'll be five, because I have yeah, to. Yeah, because I think they're the same class as like Platt Park. Yeah. Platt Park's been around this long too? Uh, yeah. I think they just turned four. So they'll be five in like May. Okay, I'm gonna start a serious classification system now, and that and then Declaration and Plaid Park are gonna be class of Cormac because that was the year Cormac was born. My son, not my bastard brother. Um, 
that's good. And then you said you guys are 12, so I'll have to come up with a good year. Something happened in 12 that was impactful in my life. My kids were not born yet. So yeah. Oh, okay. Sam was happy. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> joyous. I was well, well rested. So you had mentioned that you wanted to be a little bit tap room and a little bit distribution. Who's the business brains behind this thing? I, we all kind of work together okay. and see, you know, how you want to push it, but you can't push it too far. Right. Right now we're uh, pushing back into the distro. We pulled back. We kind of pulled out there for a little bit just to okay. get our bearings yes. back. Yes. We found a really good company to work for, okay. or work with, that helps us distribute those kegs. Yeah. This and beer is good, by the way. Yeah, this chili one's amazing. Colorado Craft's done so great for us. Is okay. Getting our name out and helping us with that. And we're just kegs right now. It is cans down the road someday. Okay. I think it's probably inevitable. Okay. Sure. Is it a multi-state thing for us? No. Probably not. I don't think so. You just start handing them out door to door in this neighborhood, and that'll be all you need to do to really grow your biz. Yeah. Let me ask you then: Are you are you? I know you said you weren't writing, but what are you seeing in terms of trends that is surprising you? Knowing that you've got ten plus years now of kind of the scene. So weird because it's uh, it's it's fast paced, but it lingers. Okay. And then things come back and then they go away real quick. Such as? So, I think you see that with um, traditional styles. They uh, they get a pop. Like a porter will get a pop for a little bit. Yeah. Or uh, old school pale ale. Pilsners are getting a pop right now. Yeah. Um, session type of beers. Yes. But now you're getting into that. I'm not a big fan of the hazy beers and all that. But that's what a lot of people love right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a hard seltzer on. What the fuck? I know. I saw that. I Put didn't see the mic it, down. I know. We're actually in a brewery that has a hard seltzer. Where, where is it? I'm looking. It's called Not My Forte. Yeah. See, right there in tiny, oh, tiny little that. print, it says hard seltzer at the bottom. It's like they're trying to... It's going to flower flavored. Sounds... Oh. <laughs> we're, we're, we're having a, a biological break here for the brains behind the operation. Dr. Sam J. apparently didn't empty his bladder. Sorry about that, Zach. No worries. So, um, I can't believe he left right now because that's actually been one of my loaded questions lately is... We'll talk. Do you like the uh, milkshake IPA? Do you like the hazy IPA? I'm an okay... I've never been a huge hazy guy but milkshakes actually what kind of I think brought me around um, a little bit sweeter a little bit less bust you in the mouth kind of flavor right um, but then that helped me appreciate more traditional IPAs the singles and the doubles but um, we, we came from Bierstadt with Ashley a couple of weeks ago and Ashley really spoke to me personally this is Jay still speaking here for those of you that are not uh, in the room. Um, I've always been a, a Pilsner, lager, uh, ger- a German style for sure, beer drinker. Um, Amber's probably the, the most adventurous I was for a long, long time. And maybe that comes from growing up on my first craft and my first micro being uh, Avalanche and Fat Tire. But, um, yeah, Sam's not a huge fan of cloudy IPAs. I think there's a place for them. I don't think they're going away. But the 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 hard seltzer 
roller coaster? The hard seltzer trend? I don't know what the hell to call it. It's a four loco hard seltzer now. See that? Yeah. There's everything, I'm sure. Yeah. Does does your background in I don't want to just say just writing, but you know, being able to kind of read the tea leaves a little bit after doing this for so many years help you and your decision making as a brewer, you think? I mean, a little bit because you you know what's good. Nothing's ever just going to stay around forever. Yeah. But you you got styles that are going to sell. Yeah. Consistently. Um, we're in a thing now where diets are the fad. Yeah. Gluten free, low calorie. Not right here. If it makes you feel any better. We've got video to prove that. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no diet. There's no gluten issues. None. So I think that's that's kind of driving it now. They won't lower alcohol even. Yeah. But where is that going to go? Yeah. I mean, even Zima went away for a while. Did it really ever go away? Everything has to go away for a little bit. But it's gonna stick for a little while. You'll see it taper off. Yeah. You just gotta ride those waves. And just because you get a bad month with it or a bad week with it, doesn't mean it's gone. Mm-hmm. You just gotta know when to mix it up or have something in that back pocket. Okay, pull it off the wall for a week. Yeah. You guys have a pretty pretty diverse wall from the looks of it already. So uh, you've got some what I would guess are seasonals. Um, the yeah, so we do pre- pretty much eight of those. Um, so Belgian Rice Stout, the Red Ale, the Converter IPA, the Pale Ale, mm-hmm. Orange Cream, Pink Peppercorn, Banana Stand, and there's always money in the Banana Stand. Those are our eight all the time beers. Okay, and then. Right now, like the Blackberry Impact has been on for a long time, and that's kind of our Blackberry Brute. Gotcha. And then, Sam's a huge fan of the Brutes, too. I am, too. I, I wish they wouldn't get qualified as an IPA. I know that is weird. Because they're not an IPA. That's a good point. Um, I, I like people to think more of like a hoppy pilsner. I would agree with that that's for point. sure. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and then the slaughter melons kind of just leave an its season. That's a watermelon ginger Oh, might have to have one of those before you guys run out. So as you were thinking about, not to cut you off, but what are you putting, what are the stuff, what's the stuff that's working when you put it in kegs and selling, you know, at taps around town or and, and also those kind of initial canning things that you're thinking, what, what are you seeing? When we get into cans, we'll deal with that. But okay. I mean, the... The kegs, off-site sales are definitely different than in taproom. Yeah. Uh, banana stand does really good out and about because I can sell that to a food restrictor. It's also no a problem. great it's fucking name. Kind of an American style half, I'd call it. Okay. It's clear, it's crispy, and it's got a little bit of banana note. Okay. Uh, it's a little bit more hops than American wheat. Okay. A uh, little bit of banana yeast note but not any bubble gum or clove. Mm-hmm. So that's an easy sell for a lot of people. Yeah. And then seasonal bars are always chasing. They want something different, right? Painting cap. Uh, peppercorn does pretty good with some of the higher end because it's so fun to pair food with. Oh, that makes sense. But can you you can pitch this converter though, because this is... Yeah, I think that one's going to come out a little bit more into the market. 
uh, as the months are getting colder. Okay. Just because it's uh, it's kind of an English American. Yes, yes, for sure. It's malty like an English. Yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah. Gone. Is my wife counting it's on the video? Like an American. Well, the, the chili is pretty damn good, too. I'm not going to lie. Chili Amber is awesome. Yeah, we only brew that once a year. Uh, you know, people have asked us to do it year-round, but yeah, I like when those chilies are fresh. Yeah. Uh, I get them from the roaster, and then they go into the cup. All right. You've heard the, you've heard the debate, right? New Mexico or Colorado? Whose green chilies are you using? Sounds like Colorado. Uh, Use hatch, so I don't know the difference, frankly. I'm just from actual hatch, New Mexico. Okay. Oh. Um, there's another town right north of hatch called uh, Socorro. Really good chilies as well. What I like about the New Mexico chilies is I think they've got a different meat to them, or uh, I mean, if we're talking like wine or that kind of said terroir. Yeah. yeah. Love the love the sense. French word. Yes. Um, well, obviously, if there's it fucking makes a difference. yeah, their soil's a little different. I, I think Pueblo's got great chilies, but you're getting it different. Also, for the time of year that I need to brew it, I I like to try to get that beer out for the beer festival. Gotcha. Which means I need to start getting that beer done. I got to brew it that first week of August. Okay. Pueblo chilies aren't coming out early enough for me. That makes sense. Okay. Now let me ask you this: smaller spot, smaller system. I don't want to say anything about your clientele being maybe not robust, but does that allow you the opportunity to keep a more diverse board on the wall because you're not blasting through certain seasonals or certain certain? Yeah, and you kind of just pick it up and you learn like, oh well, this is gonna fly or this didn't. Sure, sure. Oh man, it's so weird on Kolsch. Most cultures come out in the summer or spring. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, we bring ours out in October, November. Perfect. And it's what some people are asking for because they can already get their dark beer, whatever. Everybody everybody wants a chain reaction Kolsch so they can watch football and drink three or four of them. Well, I love the, uh, when I was drinking at home with you and beers, is when Great Divide came out with Nomad. And they released that as a winter season. Yeah. And it was a smart move because they already have a flagship stout. Yeah. They're not going to get rid of. Yep. It's already going to sell. Right. So why challenge it? Yeah. Why? Why have to do anything else? That makes sense. So what I'm hearing, maybe not whether he's intentionally saying this or not, is there's really no seasonality to beer anymore. Make it when the hell you want to. Yeah, I don't think so. Just like we just brewed a cantaloupe beer. It'll sell when it comes out. Oh, I'm down. Wait, where is it? Which it's yeah. <laughs> it's not in a Laws barrel, Sam. Oh Sorry. Yeah, that one just went in oh, Tuesday. So. That sounds delicious. Well, it's got a few weeks. All right, all right. Well, we know where to come back for sure. So, what do you think? Um, I'm gonna. I just got a text message from my wife. Oh. Uh, our refrigerator has apparently just 
stopped working. Yeah. Well, so, tell her to flip the switch no, on the no, breaker, and you'll be home in an hour. I heard it this morning. I heard it this morning. She said she got home, and there's water everywhere. So I'm gonna, I gotta, I gotta wrap this up and head home. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's literally done. Did you yeah, tell her to get out the shop vac? No. Yeah. I said get the vacuum. Don't tell her any of that. Actually, yeah, yeah. Sam's wife is yes. uh, multiple months pregnant. Yes. Multiple years pregnant, as yes. far as I can tell. Yeah, exactly. She's been pregnant for a while. Uh, Zach Christofferson, no relation to Chris. Rest in peace. The man, the myth. Thank you, sir, for having ladies come in here. Uh, well, thank you guys for coming down. Are you doing anything around Thanksgiving that we should worry about or uh, think yeah, about? Our or? Chili cook-off will be. Uh, Shit. It's our sixth annual chili cook-off, November 24th. Boom. And it is my favorite day of the year. That sounds and delicious. Being in this neighborhood, this area. Oh, I bet. A lot of good chili. Yeah, I bet. Oh, you get it from the hood. Oh, yeah. It's a community potluck. It's free to enter, free to taste. Dude. We usually get 45 to 50 chili. What? It's just open. We don't We do not do any lines. You just bring a crock pot. You hang out, eat chili. Green. We do green, red, and experimental categories. Nice. We will um, we'll keep that part out of the, the release just for the uh, health code. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> haven't haven't come off of a chili event myself. I know the value of I know the value of home cooked chili, but I also know how the state gets weird about it. So, <laughs> Zach, sir, thank you so much for letting us in here. Yeah. Everybody, get over here. I mean, chain reaction. I guess you go to you go to Rome's before or after. Which one? Don't go to Rome's. <laughs> Come to chain reaction. Pick up the chicken wings. <laughs> Pick up the chicken wings. Oh. Get in here. This place is awesome. So, uh, thank you so much for letting us come in here. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks, Thanks Zach. Buddy. We're gonna cheers you right here. Put your mic right there. Boom. Oh, you got it. Appreciate Thanks, it. buddy. Appreciate sorry, it. Sorry we didn't get chat over here, but next time. He seemed mic shy. Bye.